Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm Dr. Alex and this is episode number 16 of our podcast. And on this episode, I had the opportunity to interview a wonderful woman by the name of Dr. Cheryl Schmidt, who is a holistic living advocate and chiropractic practitioner. She's owned her own wellness-based chiropractic practice for 20 years and in that time has also had four of her own kids. She focuses her work on women, pregnancy, and children's health and wellness. She's an unschooler, a triathlete, and also hosts a podcast called Fearless Family Health, where she helps you dispel fears that you may have surrounding your family's health and well-being. Her motto is live a life you can love, and she loves helping people find their path to joy and fulfillment in life with their health, family, relationships, and contributions. And on today's episode, we didn't specifically focus in on anything that we are currently dealing with in terms of the worldwide pandemic that is going on. However, so much of what we talked about is very applicable at this time because we really get into that conversation of how you take fear out of your decision-making process when it comes to your health and your family's health and what steps you can take to really get there. So I hope you will enjoy listening to this and we will jump in. Here's Dr. Cheryl. Hello and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm Dr. Alex and I'm really excited to be joined today by Dr. Cheryl Schmidt. So Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I originally reached out to Cheryl because, or I should say Dr. Cheryl, um, who's also a chiropractor practicing in the Seattle area, but has, she also has her own podcast uh, called Fearless Family. Family Health. Yeah. Fearless Family Health. I'm like, I got it. It's right there. Um, so I, I would love to dive into the conversation around, you know, fear, health, like how to, how to really set your family up for being healthy, what inspired you to start the podcast and all that. So I'll let you take it away. Great. Well, thanks for having me. So I, I love to share kind of my mission, I guess, or what I want to get out there for people. I've been a chiropractor for 20 years now down in just north of Seattle, about an hour. And my focus has been on women's health, um, pregnancy, pediatrics mostly. Um, I like working with athletes as well because I'm an athlete too. So I see a lot of decisions that people make in their healthcare based on lack of information and lack of supporting their own intuition. And when they do that, it's usually based in a, in a place of fear because they, they don't know. And when you don't know something, you don't understand something, then you have a higher rate of fear around that, especially when it comes to something that could potentially adversely affect your family or your health or your future. So I really wanted to start this podcast so I could give people sources of information, bring on a lot of guests from different areas um, and empower people with knowledge so that they can then take the knowledge and pair that with 
data that they're seeing and with their own gut intuition because we we don't listen to our gut very much either and i think a lot of times if you if you can strip away the fear it can lead us in the right way so that is why i started the podcast and that's the people i want to reach out just to empower people to make their own healthcare choices based on information intuition data and support Amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, you really touched on a huge piece of, I talk a lot about, you know, the difference between Western healthcare and not Western healthcare, which, you know, can be Eastern, can be whatever, but, you know, there's, there's this huge missing piece of like empathy or explanation even in Westernized healthcare. And it's become so, I guess, I'm struggling with the word, but you know, like, like a machine, basically it's like they have their things that they do. And there's often, I so often have talked to moms, especially who just feel like they've had this fear instilled in them that their providers like, well, if you don't do this, your kid's going to die or, you know, whatever it is, especially around some of the hot topics that we don't necessarily need to go into, <laughs> but you know, what, what would, what would your message be for transforming some of that conversation because there's a time and a place for western medicine but there's you know the majority of the time there's trusting ourselves you know what what would you your input in that yeah so i mean i love my western medicine doctors when my kids break their arms or they like cut themselves and need stitches and they do all those things they're wonderful people to have on hand and i think that western medicine is really largely based on worst case scenario So Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that first and foremost. Yes, your child could X, Y, Z if you don't do this. You know, they could get really sick. They could potentially die, whatever. But the odds of that happening, so that's why I say people start looking at the data. Start looking at it logically and try to not as much emotionally at first. Like Try to put on your your thinking hat, take off your mama hat. I know it's hard (laughs) because I I was in a situation. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, that I was in that with my first child, but they always look at the worst case scenarios, which is kind of their job, right? Right. If they miss something that could have been, then they are in big trouble. I mean, potentially like that could be something that was life saving, but it might only be like 1% of the time. Right. So they're always looking at the 1% or the 2%. And I say, people, you want to be aware of that 1% or 2% and take that data and say, yes this could be it. Now, is it worth pursuing that 1% or 2% or do I feel more comfortable right now kind of in that 98% of data right now? Like, yes, that could happen, but 98% or 99.5% of the time, it's not going to happen, but I understand why they want to like rule all that out or do all these things. So I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but my son, I'm going to tell you the story about my son because I kind of put it together. So I, this is my first baby. I had a little guy that was just under, I'm trying to think how old he was. He was under two, um, like one and a half, one and three quarters years old, whatever, how many months that is, <laughs> 18, 20 months, something like that. Anyway, he was pretty little. And he had these strange bumps on his forehead that I couldn't really kind of figure out. And I went through all my normal channels, like I was amongst a bunch of pediatric chiropractors. I asked all them, what do you think this is? I went to two or three naturopaths and asked them, what do you think this is? And no one had an answer for me. And I know I had a lot of information and data and did a lot of research and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what are these bumps? And there are these little bumps that kind of felt like, like lymph nodes, 
in your mm-hmm. neck, but they were on his head where there isn't like lip duds. Yeah. And they would get, I saw as a mom that they would get a little bit like bigger if he was had the sniffles or if he seemingly was having like an immune response to something. And then they would kind of get smaller if he was like, wasn't exhibiting symptoms as much. And then they came and went and came and went for like six months and no other symptoms, no neurological symptoms. He was still like doing his normal thing, just like, you know, normal kids that age, every once in a while, a runny nose or like, you know, things like that. But I was curious because these bumps weren't going away and I didn't know what they were. So they sent me to a pediatrician finally. And I had a natural, this pediatrician has been in practice for like 30 years. They've seen everything. They like are, you know, comfortable taking care of people that have more of a holistic mindset and band too. That was important to me. I didn't want to get like inundated um, with my choices that I made. And so I took them into her and she had no idea what it was. So, (laughs) so here I'm in the rabbit hole now. Um, And I wasn't, I wasn't extremely concerned because, because of my knowledge, because of my base that I knew, like I could look at him and say, okay, yeah, like he doesn't have any neurological signs. Um, With my education, with my background and with my intuition, I wasn't, I was using all those tools. I try to teach people, right. Mm -hmm. Or encourage people to learn. And so I looked at him like, well, and she just said, well, we'll see how he does in a month. We'll have him come back and we'll see if they're getting better or worse. And we'll just double check on it. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Logical to me. We'll just see if it's been any worse. And um, then she called me in a couple of days because she didn't like not knowing what was going on. So she was asking all of her specialists, right? And so she called and she talked to a neurologist, I guess. And like, they freaked out. Well, it could be this thing, these bone growth that's growing. Like you see it on the outside, but it's actually going more into his skull. It could impede on his brain and all this like crazy, scary stuff. We need to get him into a CT scan. We need to get him in like within this next two weeks that we schedule it now we can get you in. And it was like, as a mom, I was like freaking out. Like, Oh my yeah. God. Cause that's what like this doctor is saying that it could be something that's causing this horrible thing in his brain. But then I stopped and I took a breath. I'm like, okay, he's had this going on for six months, like on and off, on and off. He has no neurological symptoms. He's not getting any signs that it's really causing anything in his brain. Um, so I just took a deep breath and I like, I said to her, I said, okay, I understand what you're saying. Cause I had, I had actually even seen, I knew what she was talking about because I had seen it before when I was doing my research and I said, but this is how I feel. And this is what I see. I said, if, of course, if any like thing happens neurologically, if like all of a sudden I see something that's odd or off, I will get him to you ASAP. We'll take him in. We'll get it all done. Cause that's what you should do. Right. Mm-hmm. And she had no idea what to say to me. She's like, uh, what, like, what, you don't, you mean you don't want to like take him in? Like I, I have to schedule now so we can get him in in the next two weeks. I'm like, well, we, when I met you, you said we would just wait and wait for a month and then we'll take him in we'll check on him and then see how he's doing. I said, I'm good with that plan right now. And she wasn't too sure how to handle me. Um, <laughs> long story short, they went, eventually just went away. He's now 15 years old. He's never had a CT scan. He's perfectly neurologically fine and all this stuff. But I understand that she was looking at that, you know, 1% chance or that right. 1% chance or whatever. And that was her duty. So, but that's their job. So I just want people to understand that that's their job is to look at the worst case scenarios and then try to make those decisions. And so some people that decision might be 
take them in and do that CT scan and have them check out and all that stuff. To me, the risk of the CT scan, the general anesthesia that he would put on his body at that time for me were riskier than letting it wait for like four to six weeks and see if he had any symptoms that had progressed. And, and, and I was comfortable with that because of my knowledge, because of my basis, because of my understanding of the body and because I could monitor him. Not everybody's right. going to have that same basis, right? So you have to look at your professionals and use them. But anyway, that was a long, long story. <laughs> I hope that I answered the question. But that's kind of what I look at. I look at that as my benchmark. Like, this is how I made those decisions. And I want people to be empowered with information so they can make decisions at their level of comfort. That might have not been their level of comfort, but there might be other right. things that pop up that you're like, okay, no, I'm okay. Like, say, I'm okay with my children not having like Tylenol for this level of fever, because now I know that this is like an okay thing when it gets to this level, then that's my uncomfortable zone. I'll give them medication or I'll take them to the doctor, those kinds of things. So just kind of letting people have a broader spectrum of, of their knowledge base so then they can make decisions for their family. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, you hit on a lot, a lot of points. Like the, the big thing is in our own health and our own health, decisions and choices like one we have to recognize that we do have a choice and that you know doctors and there's a whole broad spectrum of you know different types of doctors and you know you and I function in more of like the alternative space that's more based on that our bodies are capable of healing themselves and less in that fear realm but you know we all have our different levels of training and it doesn't mean that we're always right but it's up to you to decide you know where you're going to put your trust or faith or, you know, follow, I live the, like following your gut and intuition. Cause I can't tell you how many parents I've talked to or, you know, moms who've brought their kids in and said, well, they want to do this. And I just don't agree with them. And, you know, it's like, it puts us, it can put us in a tough spot to be like, well, don't follow their advice. But, you know, we're really about like, we're not here to give anyone medical advice right <laughs> on yeah. either of our shows, but you know, we, we are here to educate you and empower you and, give you the tools that you need to say, you know, stand up like you did to that doctor. I had a similar thing with my son when he was born, he was in the NICU for a week. And as far as I could tell, he was doing everything he needed to do to go home. And they were like, no, we want to keep him for two more weeks. And I was like, here's a three page report on how I'm going to handle all this at home. We're going home. Thank you. Um, but you know, you and I have some confidence in our own understanding to get there. And so for the, our listeners who aren't necessarily also, providers in some realm where what like besides our podcast what do you think that they could what are resources or things that they can engage in to just develop their own I guess confidence understanding like look for some of those answers that they may not be getting from western medicine but would yeah. like no there's there's so many things now available um so many great books on just the body and health and healing things you can find Online, um, like I said, we, we sometimes have a little bit more of a education so we can decipher information a little bit easier online, like what is good information, what isn't so good information, um, what's backed by you know, science and studies, what isn't. So, but finding trusting providers that maybe look at health the same way you do a little bit more and bouncing things off of them and it's asking them about resources because there's so many specific things. It's hard to give a resource. Like someone might be writing right. something on a certain 
disorder that their child has been diagnosed with or a genetic mutation or, you know, an illness or something like, and like you can go a plethora of resources down for that one specific thing, right? So, but there are places that you can reach out and find information and resources and then always just do it with a filter of logical thinking. You know, yeah. always just have your, you know, your logical hat on and try, try to have as little emotional investing <laughs> into <laughs> the decisions, which is really hard when it's especially mm-hmm. your family or your children. Like yeah. I was freaking out when that doctor told me at first, like, I was like, Oh my God, I have to sit down. And then, like, ah. and I had to like really step back and go, Whoa, Whoa, wait, stop. You know, cause it's, it's your kids, it's your babies. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough, kind of a tough question to answer because yeah, you can tough. go online and find all kinds of like crazy information that isn't logical, but I would always say find a provider or two or three that you feel comfortable with someone that maybe is a little bit more like medically minded on the medical side, maybe someone who's a little bit more on the holistic side and I don't know, a couple of like friends that, and, and just bounce off ideas with them. Use your logical mind, use your intuition, use the data, and then make the choices. And of course, if it's something very serious, you need to like, we're not trying to give medical advice. Like you said, we're not trying to tell you what to do or what not to do. Like I wouldn't tell anybody like, don't do that CT scan on your kids because they had bumps on their heads because someone said so, because your situation may be completely different. Right. And your child may be exhibiting some signs and symptoms that, you know, you don't even see, but we can see because we're trained to look for those things. So, so yeah, I just, I try to just give as much resources and, and different perspectives. So on my podcast, I have people from all different, like it's mostly all holistic health practitioners because we don't get that side really that much. Yeah. We get the medical side, like 99% of the time, right from the time you're in the hospital to like, you know, all your baby's visits and you're getting that all the time, but you're not getting the other side. So most of mine are holistic practitioners, naturopaths, doulas, midwives, acupuncturists, other chiropractors, functional medicine doctors, things like that. So I just try to give them the other side so that they can compare and then use that information. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's that's really key. And so the, the last piece I wanted to touch on on this, because you've, you've alluded to it, and that is, you know, a lot may have changed between when we're recording this and a week from now when this is supposed to air. But, you know, we're, we're living very much in this, like, we have a lot of fear. There's a lot of unknown right now. And, you know, without saying, telling anyone specifically what to do, because we can't do that, obviously, every, you know, everyone needs to make decisions for themselves. But what advice can you offer to you know, logically approaching <laughs> what what we're dealing with and kind of dealing with the emotional side of it because there's tons of unknown in our society right now just with COVID-19 yeah. and all that stuff going on. Yeah. Like, we've had lots of things and this, the COVID-19 thing right now is probably the, the most heightened sense of emergency and fear that I felt in like 20 years of practice. Like, no kidding. It's there's, there's stuff going on and we don't know. And like I said before, if the unknown is the fear factor. So when you don't know something, your fear is like exponential 
huge, high, crazy, you know, and this is a, this is an area that we don't really know. So we have to do what, what we can best understand to do with the information that we're giving, given at the time. So like for this case and for any case, you want to look at the data. You want to look at what's out there. Um, just like the rates, the cases, the percentage, look at it logically. Um, like, like for this virus, I think like they're, they're doing tests, but they're doing mostly tests on people who have severe symptoms. So there's a lot of people with mild symptoms or like not even noticeable symptoms who possibly have this. So like things like the rate of serious adverse effects, uh, adverse effects or deaths may be skewed a little bit to be so higher than actual reality, right? Mm -hmm. So just thinking of things logically because they don't even have enough tests to test everybody, right? Right. So, and then doing things that we know that can help. We know that it can help to like not be like around people who are sick and coughing and sneezing. So, but whatever you're dealing with, whether it's this thing right now or a diagnosis that you have of like hypothyroidism or cancer or autoimmune issues, look at what we know about it, what things have been shown to help and what things to avoid and whatever data we have, we make our best decisions. And it's always best to not play into all the what ifs because yeah. we really don't know. Like, what if our child got this? What if we got this cough? What if someone we love died? What if, what, because that's just going to increase your fear. It's going to increase the stress on your body, which is going to diminish your health and your immune response and going to make you more susceptible to what all, the, all those what ifs. So it's kind of like this catch 22. Um, mm -hmm. So I put out there for people like, yes, we're going to try to do all the things that we have been told are best practices right now um, to try to limit exposure and all those kinds of things. And also trying to do the things to try to keep us at ease and at our best health and self, you know, functioning. So for us, it's like, doing some yoga, doing some breathing techniques, you know, getting out in nature, exercising, walking, um, doing things with your family, staying away from the, the media that is sensationalizing things mm -hmm. um, because there's good news and then there's sensationalized news, right? Yeah. Um, when they start using certain terms and things like that, just to make things like appear or, you know, we don't even know how scary it is, but that, if it puts you in a state of fear and what we call fight or flight, then maybe take a step back and just try to like analyze things logically and look at the data and then make your choices. Um, yeah, and, and then continue to do all the things that we know to keep us healthy. Like, like I said before, the breathing, the diet, exercise, all those wonderful things that we can do to try to calm our nervous system, get adjusted or acupuncture, um, there's, there's a plethora, plethora of things you can probably find online to like decrease your stress response from tapping. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I've been telling people now. We, we don't, we don't know, we don't know a whole lot. So it is kind of scary. And when you are first diagnosed with cancer or your child's diagnosed with cancer, you probably don't know a whole lot and it's really, really scary. Yeah. So no matter what we're facing, um, just try to keep it, logical, um, with data, with support from people around you, love, 
um, with people around you and then just continue to do the things that we know help support our health and our wellness and our vitality. Yeah. So in other words, don't stop taking care of yourself because you're stressed out and overwhelmed. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to, unfortunately we see people that are buying like all the ramen noodles off the shelf, but the vegetables are like fully stocked at the grocery stores and like the fruits and things like that. And yes, I yeah. understand a perishable versus non-perishable. So have some of those on hand. If you feel like you need to have those and they actually calm you down, that might be something, but pick up the vegetables too while you're there. Yeah. And there's not all of them. And like, feed your body the good, healthy, like food and um, nourish your body. So yeah, it's, it's interesting when you look and see what things are, are gone off the shelves yes. and what still remain. And it just kind of shows right. you like the level of fear that people have, um, but also the level of kind of misunderstanding with how important doing those things for your body, like the nourishing things are for your, for your health. Yeah. Crisis doesn't mean throw it all to the wind and yeah. You don't want to buy all the vodka and the beer off the shelves. Right. <laughs> all the bottle. No. Yeah. There's a time and place to like, you know, enjoy a glass here and there, but you know, it's yeah. Well, uh, where can people go to learn more about you if they just love Dr. Cheryl and want some more, you know, knowledge and information and the stuff that you were talking about? Yeah. So my podcasts are on fearlessfamilyhealth.com. I have a website for that. Um, you can reach through the group um, that we have on Facebook through there as well. And follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And then I also have an Instagram account that kind of just is more of who I am. And I like to showcase how I kind of live my life for people. Uh, Cause a lot of people ask those questions and I'm like, well, here, this is kind of, this is what we do. We homeschool our kids. So they're interested in that and they're interested in like my work life and what I do health wise. So, and that's just Dr. Dr. Cheryl with a C and Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. So there's okay. some ways you can reach me, but if you go on to fearlessfamilyhealth.com, you can pretty much reach, you'll find me in all the other areas if you go there first. Okay. And I'll, I'll put links to all that in the show notes. Well, Dr. Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me today and having this conversation because I think it's an important one. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And I hope that it helps some people out there. That's kind of my goal. So Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special Impeccable Health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.